Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Blackburn fans fucking despise me, like... They were getting told it'd be easier for them to get out the club if we went down than it would be if we stayed up. To wrap in that season, the championship season was just unplayable. But he used to get away with murder. The game stopped and I'm like, what's happening here? And I've looked around and here's me mate Ben, a fucking Superman thong on. <laughs> and like a Bristol City pull on that, just like that, all of nothing else on. <laughs> it's the players who have got this club relegated, not him. Because I knew he was taking bullets for fucking yeah. maggots who down tools in a relegation fight. You know them cricket balls, the corky? Just seeing a corky come from the back. Hertie rose up and it missed Steve Keane's head by that. If it had hit him, it'd have killed him. Fuck me, the whole stadium just started booing me. Every time I touched the ball, the full, and in the end, I just stood on the ball and just went, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Could have had enough, you know what I mean? Yes, Manscaped, sponsoring the episode once again. And we've got all the gear. For all, all those who aren't aware, Manscaped, the new performance package. We've all got one, haven't we? We've got glistening testicles. For those who don't know, Manscaped, yes, they provide expertise engineering for cleaning up the old testes, don't they? It does a bloody good job. This is the performance package. Testes? The, yeah. Is that right? Well, yeah, I suppose yeah. so. Theoretically, it's right. It keeps the old crown jewels in order. And you get, if you get the performance package, you get the 4.0, the lawnmower. You get the weed whacker, does the old nose and the, and the ears, keeps them in good shape. Wash bag. Wash bag. You've got to keep it in somewhere, haven't you? The boxer shorts, Johnny. Boxer Ooh, shorts you are very comfortable. For. Yeah, very. I don't wear many pair of boxer shorts, but they are very, very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes as well with the uh, the formulas. Oh, uh, the po- lotions and potions. Oh, 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 feel like a wizard. Oh. feel like a wizard when I get them out. <laughs> Get the old sausage roll to be fair, in. I, I, uh, I left mine on the bedside table, uh, and and the missus, thirteen year old, said, "What on earth are those?" <laughs> and she picked it up, and she's like, "Ball deodorant." <laughs> says, "Well, it's not. It's for your mum as much as me." But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you get the toner and the deodorant, so you can iron them creases out with mm. the toner, and then slap it up with a bit of a uh, bit of smellies. But obviously, we're, we're watching the show. We've got an offer. 20% off. All you've got to do is go to manscaped.com, put in the code COSH at checkout, and you get 20% off. And before you know it, you'll have some glistening. So you get 20% off the merchandise, 100% off the testes. Mm. Ooh. I I, I, I've just thought that up on me, like, off me, top of my mm. head on my own. Your balls will thank you. I should well, go, I should go into misses. advertising. 
are we doing? All right, Chris. Yeah. Brown dogs in the bunker. <laughs> coffee like on arrival. Like coffee on arrival. Yeah. I like this. I like it better, I think. What without the begin? <laughs> He's still in Turkey, John. So it's just me, me and you in it. How many um, calories do you think he's having a day? Uh, he's having a bloody good time, I know that much. I hope he comes back with some new teeth. <laughs> but that's not even for jokes, I just hope, I, I just think it, it you know, had an array of confidence. But it would be good for the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon he's like on holiday? Like, Lazy. Know, do you, what do you think he's like when rep comes over for, for, for darts or... Pretend to be asleep, I think. I think he's a, di- a completely different man. I Do you think? Yeah. Nah. He, he, he lets out his inner... You know, he's, he was going to be a, a nursery teacher. I reckon he can be himself. You know, I've all kids in oh, come on. <laughs> Lilo races. Nah. No? Nah. I think when he gets on that sun lounger, wild horses wouldn't get him off it. Oh. I think over there, he's gone to Turkey, hasn't he? Yeah. It's waiter service as well around the pool. Oh, so it, he'll he'll be, he's yeah. one of them as well, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. The click of the finger. Maybe even an oi. Oi? Oi? No, I like to think he's... Where's Timmy? Oh, he's with Uncle John again. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gone with the family, hasn't he? So I think there's, oh. there's a few of them over there anyway. Well, we hope everyone's well. Bradley Hall Part 2. This week, one was a bloody good one. The Butcher. That's not a joke, that. If I'm in that gym, that's not a joke. I'm losing my head with the <laughs> the officer. <laughs> if, if the Butcher gets you, you're losing your head and all. That sounds a bit. He, he must have been in on it. I'd like to think so. But it's one of them. It's the worst joke of all time if he's not. But it, one of the best if he is. Especially if you can look it. back in hindsight that you survived. <laughs> you can laugh about it, can't you? Oh, bloody hell, man. I tell you what, I, I, I said this, I think, last time. I think we've got to get Andy Griffin on again, if he'll come on. Uh, from, from the tales that we've heard. Yeah, I, I think we didn't get the best out of him, did we? Probably our fault more than his. Yeah, well, but I didn't know about all his jo- jobbies in the fridge. and. <laughs> I knew he was a dirty bastard, but I've never seen that side of him. Not Just shitting in random places and that. It's not, it's, not my, it's not my cup of tea, but we, uh, I think we should get him on. Newcastle, Kieran Dyer having a wee and... Because we heard that story. Who did we hear it on? Uh, Andy Farrell. Well, because he was there, wasn't he? He was there. But yeah, because I think reading the YouTube stuff, a lot of people are saying, you know, I think he's changed a lot more now. Yeah. Whatever, but... We we do, we all change, don't we? We do. But I want to try and get that Griff... Andy Griffin video of him fighting on the pitch. Because I did, I, did Griff tell the story with us? It was that long ago. I can't remember. It was, well, it was the first episode, wasn't it? And, and I think Bobby Robson pulled him in and just went... Got some right hooks on. Did he? Yeah. See, like with that first episode, we, 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 we weren't necessarily fishing for shitting and fighting stories, nah. were we, initially? Which we, nah. we quickly found was the best way to go. <laughs> That's what they give the people what they want. <laughs> <Yeah. fit. laughs> so we need to get him back to delve, delve more into his psyche for me. Yeah. Because I'm moving out as soon as someone's had a shitting fridge. Yeah, it's the, we didn't even mention the fact that Brad, Brad stuck around. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, his toothbrush holder. Yeah, he went again with the toothbrush. Mm, but you know, reading the comments from Bristol fans, he was hi- highly thought of, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, few best right best back, right back. Yeah, best player of my generation and what have you. But part two's a good one. Believe me, mm. some insight into stuff out of football and and what not, what went on at Blackburn as well, which I know some Blackburn Blackburn fans will be interested. Yeah, in. I think I'd like to think it's eye opening. Yeah, let's, say as let's well, not spoil it there. Yeah, anybody who's watching, I've noticed that 50% of people that watch aren't subscribed. 
So if you're watching and you're not subscribed, just, just it's only a button. Tell them, Chris. Press Look down it. that camera and tell Please. them. Please. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. <laughs> Please. Or, we'll get or the, I'll shit in your fridge. No, we'll get the butcher on you. <laughs> we'll make a few calls. Did you watch the final, Chris, eh? I did, yeah. Do you know what? Surprised me how much, like, what do they call it? Needle there is towards Liverpool fans. I know. So, like, I'm, I don't mind them, mate. I know. Or just probably Liverpool as a club as well. Yeah. Everyone's just like... I, I wanted them to win. Yeah, I did. But, um, they should have won, from what yeah. I can remember. There's all mixed tales coming out now, isn't there, about why it took so long to get the fans in, but I know they blame the Liverpool fans for having so many fake tickets, but... That's bollocks. Yeah. It's impossible. To have, they said they had 40,000 fake tickets. 40,000? Yeah, they released about... An, I think it was at the time of when the game was meant that to be kicking off. Library printer going to it doesn't it? <laughs> Fourteen between between thirty and forty thousand fake tickets. So they've obviously just panicked and thought, make a number up, yeah. and deflect the attention away from us. But yeah, it was a disgrace, wasn't it? Mm. I, I tell you, he can't do right for doing wrong, can he, Michael Owen? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that tweet? <laughs> do you know what's going to be? Someone said, if I was on a, a desert island with you in a tin of corn of corned beef, I'd eat you and talk to the corned beef. <laughs> Bless him, man. I'd be tempting myself, mind. He just sits, <laughs> I 100% agree, but he just sits there trying to do his job and just gets it. He's like a meme every week, isn't he? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, and then his hey, fucking daughter's going I, in. I, I wonder if she, hopefully she's got a bit about her, like. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch it, but you can just imagine would, the analysis would you let, again. Would you let your daughter go in? No. Well, the thing is, you can do what they want, can't they? But I wouldn't be. You wouldn't be happy. Nah. You know, just imagine him in front of the son? telly. Tremendous, by the way. Go <laughs> <laughs> walking across the camera. <laughs> well, yeah. Long live Michael Owen. <laughs> hey, then I've been told that those live show tickets are going like hot cakes. Yeah, cause did we get a bit of shit because we said it was out Friday and loads of people were like, which Friday? Because mustn't, there mustn't have been out. Yeah, no, they're out. Leeds tickets are out now, uh, as well as all the others. Uh, and the, the, they're going quick, so get yourself get yourself some tickets. Where do you think, county or say town, we've got the biggest following? Yorkshire, Lancashire, maybe maybe your end as well. Yeah, North East. Yeah, it's King, Kings of the North. Where do you think's... We've got the least following. Oh, like Crystal Palace. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I don't know what county they're The Eagles is so. <laughs> he's fucked off. They're not our biggest fans, are they? I don't no. think. No, no. But well, I mean, we've got, like we said, it's only it, a bit of crack. It's or just a bit of fun into it. We support whoever, stuff. whichever team we're we're at. Because we so. couldn't give a toss, really, could we? No. We all uh, the Patreon. By the way, we've got another episode coming out on Thursday. If you've not, if you're not aware of the Patreon, we've got how many? How? Fifty-five. Easy. A new, I could have said 150 yeah, no. <laughs> a new episode every other week that uh, is just for the Patreons and, uh, was it 250 three 250 quid? I think with a bit of tax yeah 250 or you can you can pay £5 and get and get the regular episodes 24 hours earlier mm. that's like that. that's for the proper proper fans of the podcast that and there's no football on is this so or over the summer over the summer oh fill your what boots more, what on holiday what would you want to be doing I'd get involved if I were you. I am involved. I'm there every day and I'm still I still get the extra ones <laughs> unloaded. But uh shall we get Bradley in? Yes. Let's get him in. Come on, Bradders.
six years over 200 appearances? Were you just ready for a change when it came to moving on? Yeah. I would have, no, uh, yeah, but I would have stayed, I, w- I would have stayed at Bristol City, but they were, um, they were running an iron over a new contract and, um, weren't enough. It, no, it weren't enough. So, you went for a new challenge. Yeah, a new challenge, yeah. the arse, fucking chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was probably just time, it was probably the right time. Yeah. And, um, QPR come in and I, I, I went away on, on pre season with Bristol City. Was when they just appointed Steve Koppel and he was good as gold. I told him the situation. He said, Look, just come, do your pre season anyway, and whatever happens, that'll benefit you anyway. So I did. And but we went to Sweden and I got the call when I was in Sweden that they'd accepted a bid. So when I come home, it was pretty much done. Yeah. Had you met Warnock or out before? I'd only playing against them. Do you know really liked Gerard? I knew, I knew, yeah, I, I knew he, he liked me because, um, when he was at Palace, we had Palace in the playoff semis. And it was when they had like Victor Moses and Scott Sinclair on the wings and done well against them. And um, there's an, an agent who knew at the time, he said, look, he, he fancies you, you know, if if you are going to leave, that's an option. And it's all, so I sort of knew in the back of my mind that he did and he was trying to put something together at QPR in regards of getting getting promoted, you know what I mean? Probably didn't look like it at the time when when I signed, but he put a fucking great dressing room of men together. You know, that's probably, I would say, his biggest skill, Warnock. So I I sort of had an idea that he fancied me. Did you like him first meeting? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got got on well with him when I met him and it, it was just like pretty straightforward, you know what I mean? It was like, he is what he is, isn't he? Warnock, he's fucking... Quite Did, straight and... Was he on the pseudocrem at QPR? <laughs> What's that? Was he applying oh, the pseudocrem after, after the a al- game? They are piles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I can't remember, to be honest. <laughs> um, he must have been all right, because it'd, it'd stick with your memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, not, not that I can remember, no. Was um, he good to play for, for you? Yeah, in the first yeah, first year. You know what? Got a, a dressing room together that... He trusted and he knew could self-police the, the dressing room themselves. No good pros. He sort of let you get on with it. And then he'd come in and never even really used to do set pieces or nothing really. It was just, as I say, it was quite and straightforward. But Makes it sound easy, doesn't he? Yeah. Mad like the achievements that he's... Yeah. I know. The, I mean, the amount of promotions he's got under his belt, frightening. He's got the most, hasn't he? So he, what, what, I think he's got the most. What brings that success? Like, we, As I say, I think his biggest skill is identifying men who he trusts to run the dressing room. Do you know what I mean? Um, It'd be quite easy for certain players to toss it, wouldn't it? Monday, Tuesday, when he's not there. Yeah. No, he, 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 he as I say, he brought people in who wouldn't allow that. Mm. You know, like Sean Derry, Clint, Mackey. These type of fucking pros who maybe not the best players in the world. No, but I tell you, no what, disrespect mate. to any of them. Yeah, obviously, no, of I course. Played with, I but, played with Clint and it. Yeah, and he, and he were fucking brilliant. But yeah, no, listen, spot on. And I, I probably put myself in that, but that sort of bracket. Were you the, one of them who were you weren't? Yeah, no, not the best in the world by any stretch. But no, I mean, in terms of not letting lads. Oh no, toss do, it off. just do, do things right always. Every single training session do it right and he had like a number of them you know what I mean 
lads who you want next to you in the trenches if it's fucking not going so well. Adding to that, like, you're a Delta Raps and Hogan Ephraim was fucking outstanding for us. Little left winger, Tommy Smith, you know, lads who have got a little bit of flair who can go and win the win the match for you. I mean, to rap in that season, the championship season was just unplayable. But he used to get away with murder. And we used to be pulling our hair out as... But to ask him that. You wouldn't want him in trench, were you, would you? No, but without him, we wouldn't have gone up. He was frightening. I've never seen ability like it. And some of the goals he scored in that season where you just... You were on the pitch, just like, wow, how have you just done that? He scored a goal boxing day against Swansea where he's like shifted it, nutmeg Joe Allen, moved it and then whipped it into the top corner and you're just like, fucking hell. We'll let him off. Yeah. We'll let so him no, off. He, he, and, and he did used to get off. He used to get away with murder. And we used to be going, like, fucking, I remember Dezev wanting to kill. But it was it was clever from Warnock because he knew he needed them. And he knew we needed them to go up. Now, when we went up and then they started signing these lads who have been there and done it at the Premier League level, Joey Barton, Luke Young... He couldn't get away with that then yeah. because he wasn't performing to the level he was in the championship in the Premier League. So all of a sudden, you step out of line, you're getting fucking yeah, yeah. dealt with. Um, but for that for that season in the championship, he he done things on his own in 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 games that I've never seen in my life since before or since. He was incredible. Would would you cut him a bit of slack being one no. of the in, no? I I, I I didn't like him. To be honest with you, as a person, he was fucking obnoxious. He was rude, had no manners, used to treat, used to speak to staff in the training ground, terrible, done everything that I hate. Yeah. You know, there's no excuse for bad manners or, yeah. you know, polite. there's no, there's no, you, there's, there's no excuse for not being polite with the kit woman and, you know, the tea lady. You, you've got to treat people right. Yeah. And he never. Was Jim Bond there? Later on, yeah. He's, he's, he's another exactly one. The same. He's another one. Fucking, you know, rude. Just rude. Bullthroyd. Would you class him in that? Um, he's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, not probably to that level. Like, obviously, he's having himself and he's yeah. fucking, you know, obnoxious. Obnoxious, yeah. But not probably not to that that type of like. I, um, Chimbon. He's another one who would let on to you when he wanted to, and why? What you know? Who do you think you are? You know what I mean? Fucking funny, you know that Jim Bond. Paddy <laughs> Kenny used to sit next to him, and he's like well endowed, yeah. you know what I mean? And Paddy, <laughs> Paddy used to try and have his phone out, and fucking every day in the shower, fucking big tub of cocoa butter like that, and you just there like. <laughs> next thing, just stroking it in, you know what I mean? Paddy's going <laughs> fucking out, <hell>, Pascal. <laughs> When's that for me holidays? <laughs> <laughs> just come back to me there. There's funny, no, like little, little flashbacks, funny things. But, um, but no, like Adele, as good as he was, like if I was the manager, and like I'd have just fucked him off as good as he was. But that's why I'm not a manager, and that's why fucking Warnock's got forty-two promotions under his belt. He knew he needed them to win the league because as good of a dressing room he had assembled as far as characters he was the like the cherry on the, that, that could un unlock the door and win you the match 
mm. and he done it time and time again. What was the crack where I think I don't know if Warnock's told at Barnsley in a weird day where did he go missing or something a few days before or did he tell a lie? He was back to France or something like yeah, that. He used, get, he used to get away with murder. I mean, like he'd come in, he'd come in, fucking eyeballs down there. Like he wasn't, a, he was a Muslim, Adele. So he didn't booze, but he's on them shisha pipes till fucking six, seven o'clock in the morning. Turn up for training and he just used to go, ah, I, I, I don't train today. And Warnock would say, okay, son, get yourself in the gym and have a little shake out on the bike. And no, like, I mean, look, if that was one of us, you know what I mean? But as I say, he managed them. But you have got to be fucking pulling up trees, haven't you? And he was. Yeah. He was. Okay, because we, we finished third that year. We were hoping he'd fucking break his leg or something. Or... Mm. Oh, listen, he, he was frightening. Ability-wise, frightening. And he was. He would only, he, he would train. Honest to God, he'd train maybe on a Thursday. And then he'd train on a Friday and play. And fucking score two worldies. Were it not? Infuriating, you know, when you went up and Warnock's built this team and a, a band of brothers, if you if you will, and then it's like we've done our bit now, and there's this massive influx of, of new yeah. players. Yeah, I I was gutted, me not gutted because listen, it's football. It's you know we signed Luke Young, and I've got no argument. Youngie was brilliant in hundreds of Premier League games under his belt. What done my head in? Youngie got injured in pre-season, so couldn't start the season, and Warnock played Kieran Dyer right back or started with him right back and I was like fucking hell do you know what I mean just you only want a chance don't you yeah. um, not not to say that Kieran was a wasn't a right back but you know anyway he, he got injured in, in the first minute Kieran so I got a, a chance then a little bit but Youngie come back and then got back in the team but they, they, you know they, they probably done it well, they did do it wrong because it never worked. Yeah. They, uh, they should have sort of drip-fed it in. They yeah, just tried to go gung-go too many. You know what I mean? I just can't imagine Warnock signing these lads. You know, maybe, you talk about... Yeah, maybe never. I, I don't know if it was him. I don't know what the, the dynamic of the club was at the time. I don't know if it was him or somebody above signing them. You know what I mean? I don't know. But strange as well. Is, though, he's, never, he's never really had money when he's gone up, has he? This no. is probably the first time he's had money when he's gone mm. up. Yeah. He's probably half shit his pants and thought, fuck, I need to go for names here. Yeah. How many games did you play in the championship? The um, season before? I think I've, I've played over 30 games, 30, you know, 35 games, something like that. So it's poor that he's put the higher <laughs> no, in Yeah. I mean, listen, signing Youngie, not a problem. You know, fucking great lad, great pro, being there, done it. Nothing, you know, nothing you can do, only fight for your shirt, but then... When he got when he got injured a couple of days before the start of the season, I think our first game was Bolton, and Kieran's in the shape. You you, you look and thinking my um, my days are numbered here. You know what I mean? So that's just football, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? I would have liked to have got a little bit more of a chance, and I could have even when he even when um, Warnock got sacked, Mark Hughes come in. He didn't he didn't want me to leave, but I was like, look, I want to go and play or give myself the best opportunity to mm. play. And really, I can't see it here. And he was great with me, to be fair. He was just like, look, I, I get it. But but it'll only happen if it's right for us. And, you know, it depends on injuries and stuff. But it happened deadline day. I moved to Blackburn, then deadline day. I think you're looking at it on paper. Perfect move or a, a very good move. Perfect move. For 50 minutes away from Liverpool. Probably looked like they were going to stay up more so than QPR 
at the time of moving. And, um, but, you know, never worked out. Ferment magazine. Good info. Oh, beer 52 have been in touch and they've sent us some beers. Of course they uh, have. You know what I always say? We're changing lives with some of these these um, promotions. We're saving the planet right now. Give over. Oh, it's beer 52. I mean, would you like to get some free beers and save the planet at the same time? Absolutely. Oh, of course you would. And you can, because beer 52 have got an under the cost promotion. Five pound ninety five. Well, oh, I can clap if you want. He deserves a round of applause. I tell you, because all you've got to do is pay five pound ninety five to cover the postage, and Beer Fifty Two's new offer, which is also helping some fantastic environmental causes. You'll get these beers dropped off at your door. All you've got to do is go to www.beer52.com/kosh and you can claim them free beers. Now, if you don't already know what Beer 52 is, they are the Craft Beer Club, and it's a bloody good club, I'll have you know. Exclusive club. And every month, you get your craft beers sent to you. and uh, From all over the world. All head. over the world, onto your doorstep, and each month is a different theme. And this month, what we got, Chris? Restore Our Earth. Restore Our Earth, indeed, which focuses on environmental conservation, which we all need a bit of that, don't we? They've teamed up with 10 breweries from 10 countries to launch 10 exclusive collaboration beers. Ooh, and I, I believe a few of these have come from the Garden Brewery as well in Croatia. Our favourite. Oh, I love a bit of Croatia. And the the brews are bloody fantastic. Magnificent, Chris. And you don't just get your beers in your case, Chris. You know, you get your magazines. You can have the a flip essentials. through. Get all the information about the beers that you're drinking. And I know you like these, the <laughs> snacks. We've got the snacks just to wash, wash them down with your 10 beers. Tell you what though, Chris, Father's Day in a few weeks. Oh, Father's Day. Not even Day. joking, it's the perfect, yeah. one of the perfect presents. I'd wrap them up individually. <laughs> you? Like you give a bit more. Do you give one every year? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a bit about this case as well, because the Restore the Earth case is drawing some fantastic attention and working with some great organisations that are working to tackle the climate crisis. Just saying it, between the Beer 52 and the Garden Brewery, I've already contributed £20,000 to the cause with the help of tithe. 20 grand? 20 grand. Well done you. Well done you. So it's all for a good so cause we can, as well. We can get on board with the cause. And they are an environmental charity doing amazing work to advocate and provide a platform for organisations doing the most to save our planet. Well. There we go. What more? You can have a beer, you can have a snack, and you can save the bloody planet. How about that? And, and you can cancel at any time. You can, Chris. you can cancel at any time. Uh, you can You can pause. As well, you can cancel Skip or pause if, you, if, if you're having a month off. Just pause it, just cancel it, come back again. Get involved for Father's Day. So all you've got to do is go to www.beer52.com slash kosh and all you've got to do is pay the postage, £5.95 and get them 10 beers on your doorstep. Save the bloody planet. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Was it Keane? Steve Keane, yeah. Uh, must have been a poisonous atmosphere. 
Blackburn then. Oh, listen, Brighton, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I got slaughtered by the Blackburn fans at the end because I'd done an interview the night we got relegated and I, I, I had to go with the fans because what I was witnessing, it was fucking horrendous, the, the abuse that Steve Keane got. I've never really spoke about it, you know. It's like, what happened was, we played Liverpool with about six or seven games to go and we were in a relegation fight, but we had every chance of staying up. And I remember uh, we went 2-0 down about two minutes into the second half, I felt a pop go in my Achilles, but finished the match. We ended up getting it back to 2-2 and Andy Carroll scored a winner with 30 seconds to go. We got beat 3-2. And when I got in to the dressing room, the adrenaline worn off and I was fucked. So I went for a scan the next day. I had like a 35% tear in my Achilles. So that was me done for the season. But our next game was Swansea away. And um, I travelled down with the team to watch the match. I remember being in my room. I was done. I was ruled out for the season, ready to get an operation. And I remember the, the, the door went and Keno knocked. He went, listen, do you think you could put some put your boots on today? And I was like, probably not, no. I fucking, I'm done. Couldn't walk. And he went, um, someone's refused to play. Left back said they want to play centre back and just refusing to play. And this player was a proper fan's favourite meant to be a warrior and I'm like you're kidding he went I'm not I went go on I said I'll uh, inject get the doc down I'll get an injection numb it numb, and I'll strap it up and I'll have a go remember the doctor and now before kickoff he said I'm not signing this off you've got to sign if you're going to do this you've got to sign a disclaimer that makes you liable not the club or me if it goes bad I went go on signed it gets numbed and this this fucking player never stuck to his gun so if I don't play centre half I don't play so I played in the game we got beat 1-0 and another so you remember you used to get your pro zone stats your, your, your distance yeah. covered and all that now as a rule a centre midfielder in the Premier League should be covering 11-12k and anywhere between 1500 meters and 2000 meters of that should be high intense i remember our center midfielder 50 meters high intensity ran just totally tossed 50. it 5 zero. the goalie ran more and i'm thinking these fucking down tools and i'm convinced that they were getting told it'd be easier for them to get out the club if we went down than it would be if we stayed up and I'm looking at Steve Keane getting slaughtered by the fans fucking daily. And I don't just mean slaughtered, I mean bad. And taking the bullets for the, you know, not knowing what's going on. Because we knew in the dressing room that people had fucking down tools and refused to play. And he was taking the bullets for them and standing, doing it. I'm not saying Steve Keane was the best manager in the world, but he fucking had to go daily a good coach he was trying to keep everyone together done his best to keep us up and i'll never forget it so i so i i continued for the remaining games getting this injection in me in me in me achilles and and for the rest of the week i couldn't walk i was getting carried to my car match day injection and then not not being able to walk for a week and the day we got relegated the night we got relegated it was a monday night football live on sky and we went what and we were one nil down and i i was i had to come off on like 75 80 minutes couldn't move 
And I was sat on the thing and it was fucking, it was like, it was got, it was ready to go. The atmosphere in the ground was toxic. He was getting slaughtered and they were ready to go. And I'll never forget it. On the final whistle, got beat 1-0, which sent us down by Wigan. Fucking sat on the bench and I've just seen, you know them cricket balls, the corky? Just seen a corky come from about 30 rows up and it missed Steve Keane's head by that. If it had hit him, it'd have killed him. And I thought, no, I'm not like, I'm not having this. So I, thought, I went, walks in, I went like that to the fella. I said, I'll do the interview. And he went, really? I went, yeah. And I just, I, I just said what I said. And I said, them fans out there will have a good look at themselves. It's not the manager, it's the players, included myself, because I could have done more, you know what I mean? Across the, the period of time. I said, it's the players who have got this club relegated, not him. Because I knew he was taking bullets for fucking yeah. maggots who down tools in a relegation fight because it would have been easier than for them to get out the club if we went down. And that's what happened. And then from then on, from that moment on, my time at Blackburn was done. You know what I mean? Really. Because I was getting fucking death threats and everything from the fans because I stuck up for, for Steve Keane. But you didn't have a relationship with Steve Keane before you signed for Blackburn? No, no. Signed on deadline day in the January. And was impressed by what he, like he was a good coach, you know what I mean? And probably made a few decisions that he regrets, at, you know, but who doesn't, you know what I mean? I was bang up against it. And these so-called like fans favourites, warriors who are meant to put the body on the line type of players, refusing to play because they got asked to play left back instead of centre back. Come on. Oh, Do you know well, what I mean? Just trying to think, it's Freddie Flintoff from up there, isn't it? I wonder if it was Freddie, because he's got a good arm. <laughs> oh, the, the, the corky. Yeah. If he's missing from 30-year-old 30, 30 bat by that, it must be fucking... Must be if, Freddie. It, if it had hit him, it would have killed him. They come from fucking 30-odd rows back, and the, the, you know well, you know what a corky's like. If it would have hit him, mate, it would have done serious damage. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm not having this. Like, I want to have me say. You know what I mean? You're still getting abuse to this day for that, yeah. for that interview. Right? Yeah, the Blackburn fans fucking despise me. Like, well, you were you were there. I was at Blackburn with you, weren't I? And what happened then? So we went down, and these the the, the, the Venkies brought this fucking. Just to, did your calf uh, your Achilles get any worse? Yeah. Uh, which, so the day, still thirty five percent. Oh, did you... they got no got worse. So the day after the Wigan game, we got. I was on the operating table. I was out there done. But like, you know that you think you're fucking getting slaughtered by fans. They haven't got a clue what's going on yeah. behind the scenes, really, in the grand scheme of things. But they're just wanting to give Steve Keane the, you know, point the finger at him when you had players, teammates sat with you who had down tools, simple as that. And, and the thing about it, the fans now look back on them as still as heroes. Oh, as... they won't have a clue. They won't have a clue. And that's why, like... Well, I'm, I know I'm going to... Gail Jive, it was. He fucking refused to play. And he's meant to be a warrior. You know, body on the line. And he was that type of player. But as far as I'm concerned, he's got bollocks like Pips because he didn't want to play in a relegation fight. You'd play in goal if you were asked to. And then we come back from pre-season and he appointed this fucking maggot <laughs> as a director of football called Chevy Singh. And he was like a... Richard Keyes type character in Singapore or Malaysia or somewhere. And um, I'll never forget it. We went on pre-season tour. Steve Keane had just lost his mother-in-law, so he couldn't come. So, you know, when you're on tour and you've got like a group of senior pros like Scotty, Dan, David Dunn, 
more and Gam's ped that we, we all used to sort they were like our little table who we'd sit and eat with and he tried to like sit on our table and like get little bits of information out of the lads and I'm like a snake and he was trying to like put the blame on Steve Keane basically wanting us to say yeah it was down to him like why we went down and I thought I'm not having this fella you know what I mean I said to Eric Black him there who's appointed is a snake he wants you sacked and he was like no he's a good fella I was like I'm telling you he's a fucking snake and he, he wouldn't have it, Blackie. So we went to Ireland and we'd signed like Leon Best, Kazim Richards, Dixon Atuu, Danny Murphy. Murphy. And I never, never forget it. Come down for pre like a, a, a breakfast, and all the lads are watching this interview on a on a on an iPhone, laughing their heads off. And it's Chevy Singh at a fans forum, not knowing he's being filmed. Slaughter and David Dunn and Morton Gams Pedersen, who were two of the fucking best professionals you come across. And all the lads were laughing. I went, What's that? He went, Oh, look, look at this. He's fucking slagging. And I went, Is he? Yeah. And he was due to come to the game. I said, Well, that's bang out of order. They're our mates who you fucking couldn't falter as far as attitude concerned. All right, they were getting on a bit. What fucking unbelievable careers them two have had. And this fucking maggot is giving them down the banks on this fans forum to try and get the fans on side. So we come in the thing and I just went, so I went round the lads, the experienced pros, Nuno Gomez, Dunny, Scott Dan, Paul Robinson, all the lads. I said, look, there's a meeting today before we get on that bus. And he went, he went, I said, I'm not having that. I said, he is on side. He went, yeah. So we removed all the young lads like Jason Lowe, Grant Hanley, all them, got them out of it. And we had a, like a 15-man senior group in the meeting. And I told, I said to Steve Keane, I said, look, you might not like this. I said, but I'm going to lead a meeting here and I'm going to tell him his fortune. Are you okay with that? He was like, listen, there's 15 years. What can, you know, so I just fucking give it to him. I said, you are a fucking maggot piece of shit who... Give a speech last week saying, oh, united we stand, divided we fall. Let's get back it. We're all in this together. And you're on camera giving two of our fucking best professionals fucking down the banks like that. I said, fuck. I said, you're not allowed on the team bus. You're not allowed anywhere near the dressing room. And you're not allowed near the training ground because you're not wanted. And he was the director of football. And he was looking at me as if to say, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he said, and nobody said... How do I get to the game? I said, get a, get a fucking taxi. Because you're not getting on that bus. Honest to God, I thought, I thought no. And all the lads were looking. I just went to town on them. And uh, so that probably did, didn't help. Like with my Blackburn, Steve Keane resigned after eight games. I was like, fucking hell, nice one, Keane. <laughs> fucking Chevy Sings appointing the next manager then. And that was me, the appointed Henningberg. We were top of the league. I think we kept four clean sheets out of the last five games and Henningberg come in and that was me done. You know what I mean? I was on loan then at Ipswich. But the club was just, like, at that point, it was just toxic. And it started with the fans, I'm, I'm afraid to say. I'm not saying it was the fans' fault, but they never knew what was going on yeah, behind the it, scenes. And if they did know, they'd be like, wow. They might have had a little bit more sympathy for Steve Keane. I'm not saying they would have liked him because that it was probably gone beyond that. But if they knew what he was dealing with behind the scenes by trying to, 
they may have had a little bit more sympathy for him. You know, when, fair enough, fans, like, aren't having a manager, but it was like everyone hated them. It's, it's horrible to say, but it, it wouldn't have surprised me if we got the news one day, Steve Keane hadn't come into training and something bad had happened because it was that heavy. It was bad. It was beyond fucking banter. Yeah. And, it was Football. it was it was dis- it was disgusting. It was toxic. You know you're you confronting the maggot. The, yeah, the maggot Chevy Chevy yeah. Singh. Was that your resignation? I knew. Anyway, the, yeah, I knew by doing it. He's still director of football. Yeah, he? he's fucking. Never forget it. Blackie when when Keno Keno come in the night before we were playing Charlton away. As I say, we were top of the league. Started yeah, well. Yeah. He come in and like said, "Look, lads, I I, I can't do this anymore." I'm done. I'm going to add my resignation in. As of now, I can't cope with this fucking pressure from the outside. I've got a family there who are struggling with it, and, and I'm done, as I say. And Blackie got the um, the caretaker job, Eric, uh, caretaker job, Eric Black. And we went on and won three games, I think, under Blackie. And I remember him pulling. He said, look, I want to see you, Scott, Dunny, more, like five or six of us. And he went, uh, lads, what it is? He said, can we draw the line in the sand with the Chevy Singh thing and like get him back involved in the training ground? I'm looking at Blackie. He's for fucking real. And I love Blackie, great fella. I went, what's what's brought? He said, he's, you know, don't think he's as bad. He really wants to give it a go and amend what it. And I went, count me out. I want no part of him. Do it, but do what you've got to do. And he was like, ah, I don't. I said, I'll t- I'm telling you now, he's going to put the knife in your back because he's a snake. Told you before and I've proved right. So I'm telling you now. Anyway, appoints Enningberg and then next thing, Blackie's gone. Enningberg, I think I lasted a week <clears throat> under Enningberg. He got, he got appointed on the Thursday if he'd done team shape and I was in the shape and after 30 seconds, he went, no, your, your positioning's all, I never even touched the ball. <laughs> <laughs> your positioning's all wrong. I'm going, fucking hell. Bang on. He went, no. And he, put, he brought a 17-year-old kid in. He was a good player, to was be fair. Henley? Adam yeah. Henley. Good player, young Adam. <laughs> and I'm looking around thinking, and then I got a phone call off this agent. He said, uh, you're not playing Saturday, are you? I was like, how do you know? He said, I've just been told from this fucking Alan Nixon in the Daily Mirror, there's going to be a piece wrote about you in Saturday's paper. I was like, Really? I said, well, it doesn't look like I'm playing, but I'll see. And we played Crystal Palace away, I'll never forget it. And my old man phoned me half eight Saturday morning. He said, have you seen the Daily Mirror? I went, no. He said, go and get it. I'm fucking marching, looking for a shot. (laughs) Gets it. And it's like Blackburn Rovers to get rid of Bad Apple. Or, and and like an article on why they were... Ah, and I just fucking march back. And as I get back to the hotel, here's Enningberg on the phone in the car park. I went, hey... Fucking baldy nut. What's that? And he's going, I'm going, what, what? I said, what's that? That article there? And he went, and he gave him his jubilee. He went, yeah. I went, fucking get in there and pushed him in the hotel. I said, I was told about that Thursday. You're telling me I'm not playing because you're, it's your decision. You're a liar. This is coming from above because you don't know me to say that I'm a bad apple. You've only been in the building two days. And anyone who I've played with will tell you I'm the polar opposite to that. I'm I'm all for the for the lads in the dressing room, you know what I mean? And I do things right. And um on the Tuesday, we we got B5-1 by Crystal Palace and Zaha ran a mock. 
So no, them no. That's saying some of your best games are the ones that you don't play in. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking, thinking, "Thank fuck, I'm not playing here." I've no chance at all. Oh, long, mate, man. I felt sorry for young Adam because Zaha just ran amok. <laughs> and I think he set five goals up, like hundred step overs or something like that. I went and we had the Monday. I went in on the Tuesday, and he was like, "I said, look, let's just be man to man now. Like you may as well get me out of the building because." I know where to stand. He was like, no, you stay, fight for your shirt and all that. And I'm looking at him, I was like, okay. I said, is, is this how it's going to be? And he said, yep. And then played Huddersfield, same again. And I just went, I just, I said, look, let's fucking be real. I said, it's not you making the decisions to, to play me. I said, we've, we've had six clean sheets in eight and we've just shipped fucking nine in two. You should have me back in the team mm. at least as part of a solid back four that you know existed before you come. I'm like, no, my decision. And I just thought, I flipped. And about half an hour later, I was fucking on the motorway to Ipswich. It was obvious that it was Chevy Singh calling mm. the shots. Was he, is he taking bullets for them in a way by it, saying that it's his decision? He was, Henning Berg was saying, it's my decision. And I was going, it can't be because I've done nothing to warrant getting dropped. Do you know what I mean? And you fucking <laughs> hung a young lad out to dry. You've put him in against Zaha, who's fucking terrorised him, and then stuck with him. Uh, it's like, it's, it's not doing him any favours. Like, the back four was totally fine before you come in. We're top of the league. Why change it? Mm. At least give me an opportunity to, you know, to showcase myself for you. And he was like, nah, my decision, just dead snotty with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> In the end, I fucking... <laughs> ah, when you fucking, like, won European Cups and you, like, you, you, you tell them barefaced lies, just tell me. I'm man enough to accept that you're getting dictated to from above. Just tell me I'm, I'm fine with that. So anyway, in the end, I was on loan then at Ipswich and I think he only lasted 55 days in the job himself. Got sacked after not even two months. Was that you done with Blackburn? No. Personally? That so was I, still there when I was there. No, but I mean, like, no, so did what you want to get away? So what well, happened? You know why? Because he didn't get a new challenge. <laughs> <laughs> or a challenge that he really Just wanted. <laughs> I actually signed a four-year contract after we got relegated. That, that started that season. Yeah, I signed a four-year deal, so it wasn't like... But the fans were happy with that, were they? Oh, they were delighted, yeah. <laughs> Delighted. You, know, you, you fucking set of pricks, by the way. I've just signed a new four-year deal. <laughs> so, uh, as well, the mad thing is... I, don't, I, I negotiated the deal myself. Terms were discussed, like, figures were discussed, but, like, terms really weren't. And so I'm looking, and, you know, like, year one, and it's like, I'm like, fucking hell. I, was, I thought I was only getting a two-year deal. <laughs> I'm like, four years there. <laughs> so I'm like, that blowing the ink dry. <laughs> Couldn't believe it, so, yeah. Uh, so, I, but... So I had a fucking four-year contract, know what I mean? So, but Michael Appleton got the job after Henningberg and phoned me right away. He said, look, I don't care. This is where I knew Henningberg was like. He said, I don't care what this Chevy Singh's telling me. He said, because he's telling me I can't pick you. He said, but I'm calling you back on from your loan, which he, give him his due, he did. I was meant to be a hip switch till the end of the season. He called me back after the, well, when he got the job. It was a three-month break clause in it, and... Um, he called me back and put me right in the team. We went on like an eight-game run of no defeats, beat Arsenal away in the FA Cup at the Emirates and 1-0. A few clean sheets, doing okay. And then remember this game against Peterborough. 
I, I was still getting slaughtered. So I felt like no matter what I'd done, it was never going to work. I was still getting slaughtered. And we goes fucking 2 0 down against Peterborough and the stadium's like, and then um, they get to throw in. And I've tried to nip in front and got rolled. Squares it, goal. Fuck me. The whole stadium just starts booing me. Every time I touch the ball, the full, and in the end, I just stood in the ball and just went, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Could have had enough, you know what I mean? Half time, happy went, look. I went, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Honest to God, I had a fucking terrible migraine. So I ended up falling asleep on the uh, treatment table, never forget it. And my phone's going, fucking treatment table's in darkness. And it's me missus saying, where are you? I said, I'm coming now. It's about half six. Whereas the game finished at 10 to 5. So it comes out, and my missus there with me, me two lads at the time. I've got three now, but the twins at the time. And it comes out, and this fella's waiting there for me with his missus and his kids. And, oh, fucking give it to me. You disgrace. And I was like, oh, go on, mate. Get it off your chest. I said, but. He's like, and he, I was like, ah, do you know what? Fuck it. So who are you talking to? <laughs> I was maybe missing. I said, do us a favor, go, go to the car. She's going, leave everyone, go to the car. I said, do you really want to do this? He went, yeah. I said, well, get down there. And his missus was like, get, gets hold of him, leave it out. And I just thought, I need, like, I need to go. Do you know what I mean? I just, it was just toxic. I was never going to, it was never going to work. It was never going to, I was never going to win, no matter yeah, what yeah. I'd done. And, you know, I, 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 I sort of, my performances weren't great. They were probably right at times to have a go, but it was it was for different circumstances, really. So I just said, um, I think Gary Bowyer. Gary Bowyer at the time was like reserve manager. He was saying to me, oh, this is a disgrace how you're getting treated, you know, and all that. So Gary Bowyer gets the job. Remember, I think, was he him who brought you in? Yeah. Gaz Bowyer gets the job. But for fucking months, he'd been in me ear as Resi Man saying, listen, you should be playing. And like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I know, Gaz, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? He's like, ah. So he gets the job and he was like, Brad, can I have a word? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, you're going to tell me I'm back in, aren't you? After all the fucking... He went, look what it is. I've been told I can't, I can't play it. And I was like, I know, I, you know, I understand. I said, well, look, Gaz, I've got two and a half years left on my contract or whatever it was. I said, just get me on loan. I said, but I want to go abroad. I want to go like the MLS. And he was like, okay. And that's how the MLS sort of come about. And hey, well, it just proved, you know, that managers will do absolutely it. They'll sell yeah. the tour, won't they? He would. Edinburgh's fucking won everything that he's won and played at the level that he's played at and he's still getting yeah. dictated mm, by fucking Chevy Shake upstairs. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said to him. I said, you've won European Cups, league titles, numerous like." You've obviously got something about you. At least be a man and tell me straight. And he was like, he couldn't. He couldn't look me in the eye. I was just another maggot. You know what I mean? <laughs> thing is, Football's the fans that got in them. touch didn't even mention your performances. It was all about your interview. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so like... I'm hoping that people have changed. But then social media was like about then. You know, it was in full... And it was all about, you know, fucking our worst ever right back. And it, no. Talking the fire. My performances at Blackburn were good. And I'm, I'm not saying that in any way, shape or form in a big-headed way. It was like, I went in there and done well. From I, I had a couple of bad games, don't get me wrong. But 
it was never, it, they, they tried to say it was my performances, but it weren't. It was sort of political because I stood on for the manager who they hated. And it was just, it was just in the end, it became sort of I think toxic. We could get some hate mail, by the way, because we've got the worst right back ever to play for Blackburn. <laughs> and the worst strikers right on the same fucking table. <laughs> Oh, welcome to the club, mate. <laughs> fucking great, isn't it? We could get fucking pelters, me and you here. Did you have an altercation with a fan in Portugal as well? In Portugal? Yeah. Yeah, I had a couple. They fucking hated me. Like, I mean, let's yeah. have it right, they hated me. Oh, it was funny, you know. I'd, I'd not long finished. I, I retired at 31. I just had enough, do you know what I mean? Come back, not long finished playing. And me, me missus, and three of me fucking closest friends and their missus went out on a night out. So he comes out of this bar in Liverpool there. I'm like moving on to the next bar, fucking feeling good, no, just a bit tipsy and that. And this car's at the traffic lights and he went, hey, window comes down. He went, Bradley O. I went, all right, mate. He went, used to play for Blackburn. I went, yeah, yeah. He went, you are fucking shite. You're the worst fucking player we've ever just went to town on me. Oh, my missus was laughing at her. <laughs> my mates were like, oh, that was brilliant. I went, what? And as I went to like give him a bit back, he just went, fucking sped off. Proper like Blackburn fans out of it. Why do it in Liverpool? I don't know. But I just get it all the time off them. It's like, but I couldn't care less. Do you know what I mean? It, Did it ever get to you? No, no. I remember like they used to have these things in the dress in the training grounds. I don't know if you remember them, Brownie. It was like, you know, positive words, you know, like dedication on this, like and there was one called <laughs> there was one with honesty on it. And I remember I thought, fucking honesty, this club. I went to Scotty Dan, I said, take a photo of that. And I went like that, as if I was laughing my head off, pointing that on it and put it up. It was at the time when I was like bombed out, you know what I mean? Fucking hell. I was getting it from every angle. Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> getting it from every angle. Had to like delete it all. Over. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, well, mate. You weren't really helping yourself with that no, one. No, <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. As I say, if they knew what was going on behind the scenes, maybe they would have had a different, you know, view. But they never. It was like the other night when um, who gave the interview and he Shaka was if at Ars when Arsenal got beat and he said right he come out and said live on Sky things that. With a little bit, oof, you know, if you haven't got the bollocks, don't turn up to some of the players in there. And Gary Neville, like, give it, he said, him. But I just thought, no, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, some, something might have happened there with one or two of the young players where they've proper stepped out of line and they deserve that, you know what yeah. I mean? You don't know what's going on. But obviously I was in amongst it on a daily basis where I knew exactly what was going on. Must have enjoyed Toronto. Loved it, mate. Loved it. What a city. Just a totally different way of life, you know what I mean? It's um, a nice to end, you know, after your shit spell at Blackburn, yeah. was it just to go and enjoy yourself? Oh, and... Yeah, it's a totally different sort of environment and setup. And my mate was there, Stevie Caldwell, from, New, from who I grew up with at Newcastle. Um, Jermaine Defoe, Luke Moore. So there was some, like, lads, English lads, great group of lads, the American and Canadian lads. It was just brilliant. Every away game is a flight, so you'd have three or four days in cities that you'd never see as a rule. Just different class, really, and I'd always wanted to play abroad. Um, so to finish it by having a season abroad, only on loan, like, but it was class. But I knew 
but about two months to go of that season, I knew I was done. I knew I was going to retire. Know what I mean? Was your contract up then at the end no, of No, I still had two years left <laughs> when I went back. New challenge back at Blackburn. <laughs> yeah. I come back in the November, late October, sorry. I still had two seasons and Gaz Bowyer was still the manager. And he was like, look, these want to really make life difficult for you. And they want to get you in two, three times a day and stuff. I was like, let them. I'll just see it out. I said, look, I'm done. I'm retired. You know what I mean? I said, but I'll come in and train three times, four times a day if you want. I said, but I'm not moving. You're not going to get me out to yeah. sign for someone else. I'm done. And he was like, really? I said, yeah. I said, I'll negotiate a pay up if they want and I'll take a little hit. I said, but if they don't want to, I'll sit it out. So a couple of months later, they were like, look, do you want to come to the table? I was like, sound. And they made me sign a paper to say that I couldn't play for anyone else, you know what I mean? But I, I, I knew, I, I meant it. I weren't like bluffing. So I, uh, I, done, I agreed a settlement and then, that, and then hung them up then in the February, I think. You know, when you said two months ago, was it your body or was it... You, yeah, enough? I was just getting mad, like proper little niggly calf strains and I felt like every time I went, I went to open up, a muscle would go. And I just, you know what? The Blackburn saga proper took its toll on me, even as much as I love Toronto. Me, me twin lads at the time, they'd already done a year in school in England, but the schooling system's different there, so they fell a year behind. And if I would have stayed, tried to push another loan for another year, they would have fell two years behind, which was too much to catch up, uh, to ask for them to catch up. So in my head, I knew I was done, mm. you know what I mean? Just little niggly injuries and fucking bad performances where young lads were fucking <laughs> whipping past me, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Fuck I, fucking 22, me. Yeah. I, I remember the game. I remember the game. I played centre-half, played again, and Stevie Colwell was my proper, still is, my close mate. With about 10 minutes to go, I went, I'm done, you know. This is my last game. He went, what? I went, I'm telling you. So we get in the dressing room, and he used to, we used to drive in together. And on our way home, I went, just drop me off at that boozer there. He went, why? I said, because that's my last game of football. I'm going to get fucking sloshed. And he went, are you? Yeah. He said, well, I'm coming with you. <laughs> and uh, me and him just fucking sat telling all fucking old stories from, like, the youth team and, like, the journey and things. I had a good fucking great night. And it was. That was my last game. I knew in my head, you know what I mean? Um, I just fell out of love with it. And the thought of going back to Blackburn, I thought, I'll, I'll suffer it because I, because I can. But as far as, like, trying to kick on and I was done. Um, it was just you about, regret it? No, not once. Never even. It's mad, you know, because now, only that, like, we're talking today, you totally forget that I used to play football. It's like, I don't even look at the scores now, really. I look at my mate's results, like, Lads who I know who are management, managing. I go and watch me, me lads over weekends, Saturday, Sunday, and they, they love going and watching, take them to, to watch Liverpool. But I just forget about them, all them years that I played footy. It's like a distant memory, gone. You know what I mean? But don't, don't regret it at all. Quick break in play for a, a message from our sponsor. VPN, NordVPN. Mad. Yeah, important that. 
John John Message. He's in he's in Turkey now. He's watching all the shows. He's not messing about. <laughs> all the shows. <laughs> he is. He's watching all the good stuff. Argentine dramas, Brazilian comedies. He's he's loving it. He said he's not talking to anyone. It's not like him. No, no. He's he's watching all. The, and if you don't know, NordVPN is the best, the best VPN service out there. No buffering. No buffering, and do it's buffering. the military style security. Oh, it is. It's, they say it's military quality security. So if you don't know what a VPN is, you can you can bounce your location so you can get subscriptions from from other countries. So you can get the the Argentine Netflix, and you can watch the football from that maybe playing in other countries. Just bounce your location over, and there you are. Mexican Netflix is cheaper, isn't it? It is. It is. So you can you can get that subscription, get it Take a couple of quid cheaper. One. But yeah. there's also the, the the malware and the spyware to to up your security for all them passwords, all your bank details, everything you don't want anybody to know about. <laughs> Cut to the chase. Have we got an offer? Oh, have we? We've got a link in the description of VPN, and you'll get a thirty day free trial, and you get the malware service absolutely free with the cosh offer. We've always got offers. Yeah, we have. So the links in the description. What have we got to lose? NordVPN. And yeah, get watching them games abroad or Brazilian shows. Shows. <laughs> it was like it was a nice way to finish, though. It was a nice way. Well. It was on my terms. Yeah. And don't regret it. Loved it. You know, loved every minute of it. But if you if you ask me now, if would you like your, your kids to... To be footballers, I would say honestly, no. There's, I know there's like great highs and things that you, that you, that you, you know, you go through, but the lows and the sacrifice and fucking Shit. the stress, the worry, you know, having to fucking perform daily, you know. But that's probably come more with your character, though, hasn't it? Yeah, because maybe so. It seems like you've got a you bit know. of integrity yeah. about what goes on within a football club. It is, and um, you kind of cause yourself that that stress in, well, in a positive way. Well. Obviously, I thought I could change the when I, when I when I did retire, I set an agency up and I thought I could change the world and be this fucking football agent that's got his models, his principles intact and do things the right way. And fuck me, like the the the, the industry as a whole knocks me sick. Things I've witnessed with me and 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 being involved in, it's like it makes me stomach turn. People would just step over you to get on that next rung of a ladder in a heartbeat. There's no models or there's no principles in place in football. The very few and far between the people who have got them, who you come across, 99.5% of people are fucking dogs who would step over you to get on. And I hate that. It's a horrible industry. Um, that's because of all the money that's involved. It's, it's, it's be, no doubt about it because of the money involved. There's that much money involved in football now that it's the the, the amount of snakes and dog eat dog and knife <coughs> knife fucking stabbing people in the back that goes on it's, it it knocks you sick. And I I grew up with like non-league for me dad non-league football where I loved it Sunday football you know what I mean loved football. And then when I witnessed what goes on behind the scenes upstairs and uh, I, I I could I, I wouldn't thank you for it and that's why. I um I wrapped the agency up about two and a half, three years ago. I couldn't take it no more. It was horrible. As a you know, as an industry on the whole, I hated it. You've got to half be a bit of a slime ball anyway, yeah. 
to be oh, to know if you're going, like with agency because can't lie straight in bed even these like people who get a title now in football you know director of football or fucking whatever like they just fucking in it for themselves to to to, to get onto the next level fucking trampling over everyone in sight to get on in life is not what I'm about you know what I mean you know trying to pull the wool over people's eyes to get on is mm. not for me remember John Phelan yeah he was 21's or 23's assistant manager to uh, Damien Johnson and every I think I spoke about it before he just looked drained every time I saw him and I was like yeah. you right John He's like, I've just I've just had enough of this this yeah. environment yeah bumped into him in the traffic centre probably a year after I left and he just said up so much happier now he's away from it and he wanted mm. to you know he was aspiring to, to work his way up the ladder yeah caution had he just went just had enough yeah brownie honestly environment. Like, as far as the agency type of stuff I, I like i knew i thought but i i obviously had lads who were looked after so i give myself six months to get them sorted with a new agent or contract wise and then i couldn't wait to get out and it's probably been nearly three years now and I've never been happier, but I've, and I've probably never earned less. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's not like a financially the age that the, it's fucking football's a fantastic industry to be involved in because there's that much money involved. But I've, ne I've never been happier to get out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe Mrs. Run a fucking children's play center. That's 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 what my wife she runs that. Um, I said to her, look, let's just set something up. That's totally nothing to do with football. Stress-free. Stress-free. Stress you know, sleepless nights. Fucking hell, they're, they're long gone. All them sleepless nights have gone. Totally stress-free, you know. And enjoying life. And loads of time with me kids and the things that you should be happy about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, uh, sure, yeah. yeah, content. You feel a bit more happy and yeah, content now. quite content, you know what I mean? You, you Skint, sit back in. But content. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd have known. I could have fetched the fucking kids. I could have put them in this, this afternoon. <laughs> Telling you, mate. You're going to sit back in ball pool and think, oh, yeah. fuck oh, I'm with that. Where's the yard and a brandy? Sat in ball pool. <laughs> Telling you. Fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. yeah, but no, it's just like, good. Listen, loved it, but couldn't be happier to be out of it. You know what I mean? Obviously, when you're a player, all you're focusing on is yourself, turning up, being the best version of yourself you can be. But when you're fucking witnessing, seeing firsthand what goes on behind the scenes, football clubs, agents, fucking skullduggery that goes on. Can you give us just like a, a very broad example of what you mean by, by that? Like I was a one-man band, so I was trying to be a trailblazer, like do things right. And I very quickly learned that these big companies, you can't compete with them. Because they're throwing money at it to parents of fucking babies. Basically, that's what they still are. They're throwing money at fucking kids who aren't even in puberty. It's like, fucking hell, like prostitution. You know, you're basically prostituting your child out. Not necessarily to go with the best agent, but to go where the fucking most money is. Because well, we've had Sonny Pike on lately. I don't know if you can remember him. Yeah, child. like a child prodigy, yeah. on not he? And Chelsea. Speaking about this exact thing. Yeah. Parents yeah. having the best interest at heart, or it's like a for honestly, and uh, like I'll, it, it's sad, really. As I say, there's that much money involved, and clubs, agents, they're all terrified of missing the next big thing. That they do anything to, in the power to make sure that they're not missing the boat. You know mm. what I mean? And it's 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 vulgar, really, what goes on. 
Um, the thing is, they're all told you, you'll be the next best thing. Yeah, you'll play, a, and then when they get released at 13, 14, the, the, the feeling that must be yeah, the for, kids. A, for a, a kid. Yeah, the world, the, the, the world, cave, the world mm. caves in. Something's got to be done about it. Like in, for me, like the world is done. You know mm. what I mean? The, 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 the after dream. effects of that as well. It's right? the after effects. But the clubs don't give a fuck because of the the full forum that comes through. Yeah. No matter how they've affected the other 100, 200 kids. Yeah. yeah. They get one full forum and the Man City Academy is a success. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's spot on, Parky. It's like there's got to be something. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what the answer is, but there's got to be some sort of level of aftercare for these kids who are getting told for three, four, five years that they're the fucking next best thing and the sun shines out of their arse. But then all of a sudden, when it's not really the case and they go, right, unfortunately, you're not good enough. You're done. Yeah. That's it. Like, the poor kid's fucking broken, shattered. Mm. His dream's gone as far as he, you know, they don't realise, they don't understand a lot of them that they've actually can, they can go again and have mm. another crack at it, doesn't it? A lot of them just fall by the wayside and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's something needs to be done, I think. And I don't well, know what it is, don't know what the answer is, but... You're talking about bringing, like, humility into money environment, which they yeah. never go hand in hand, they're being, no. being honest and human with people when yeah. there's so much money involved. Yeah. And that word in football, loyalty, just makes me laugh, yeah. me bollocks off. Loyalty, the, the clubs, there's no loyalty with the clubs because the second you don't perform, you're fucking gone. You know, players should be loyal to clubs because they've, you know... Um, that's how it's all You know what I mean, I'm Pat? To it's I like, totally agree with you. I've said it for you. But it's, it, it's, it's not just... A, it's it's <clears> the industry as a whole from top to bottom. It's, it's rotten for me. It's like agents. I'm not saying all, by the way. Obviously, there's there's good ones mm -hmm. out there that is who are genuine. And But in general, when you look at it, it's like everyone's just out for the fucking pound note. It, boils, it all boils down to the pound note. The pound Imagine note. if you are genuine, though, the first couple of times you get stabbed in the back, then you're, you're yeah. changing a bit as well, because that's how you're yeah. going to survive. I told you the story. I don't know if it was on the, 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 the Watford story where, you know, for 18 months I had a court case hanging over my head with what, against me against the Premier League football club where I stood to lose everything. And I knew I, I, knew I was right. But because I was a one-man band... They just thought, ah, fuck him, we're not paying him. You sorted a deal out at Watford on, on Watford's behalf? On Watford's behalf, saved them fucking millions on the deal, which they were prepared to pay. And obviously, because of that, was due a commission. Now, the fucking snake who I was dealing with totally done a U-turn. Luckily, I had everything logged and was like, oh, no, like the club have said they're not paying you. I was like, not paying me. I've saved them millions and worked me bollocks off for months on this deal. Why wouldn't they pay me? And he was like, nah, it's not happening. And it was because I was a one-man band working for myself. They just thought, ah, fuck it. Went, you know, let, let him take it to court. We'll bully him yeah. out of it. Yeah. And because I knew I was right and I'm principled, I took it all away. In, but stood to lose everything if it went tits up somehow. And it, it was like an 18-month and cloud hanging over me that as I say I, I selfishly went ahead with it with the court case knowing full well that if it did for whatever reason go tits up you know my fucking kids would have been without a home but you had to put your house on the yeah I had, to, I had to put my house on the line basically for they hired a fucking a lawyer that was in the millions 
And I and they were saying, when we win this case, you need to show us that you're capable to pay our, our fees. And I was like, whoa, this is real now. You know, this isn't just about me. Never forget them. I remember having a, a chat with me missus. I said, look, this is an ego thing because I don't want to get beat in this court case because I know I'm right. But we stand to lose everything. Like, what? And she and gave me missus a due. She went, well, look, you've got to do what you think's right. And regardless, we'll be okay. You know what I mean? And I'll never forget that. Like, that was the moment I thought, fucking, you'll do for me type mm. of thing. Um, Were you getting advised to maybe drop that from certain people? Yeah, yeah. Even though you knew, I knew you I was right. Win. I had everything logged. I had voice notes, uh, voice messages. Sorry, and honestly, I, I just thought, what am I doing? Yeah, like I've done a good job. I've done a fucking great job in regards to the, the actual job done. Sit, and I'm, I'm, I'm all of, I'm in a court case against the Premier League club with bottomless pockets, like. Because they didn't think your pockets were deep enough they, to, well, they, to buy they, a I, I know full well they, well, I, I've been told they said just bully them out the case. You know, from self from a selfish point of view, I had to sit my family down and say, look, we could be without a house here. <laughs> Mum, dad, we're moving in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, sort the spare room out, Mum. Yeah. That's, but that's that's how it got. And, mm. it, and that, that went on for 18 months. I fucking think I slept about four nights in 18 months. You know, I... Every time I put my head down on the pillow, it's all I, it's all I could think about. Um, so like I like me, me fucking I was I wasn't me for at least a year. I was a different person. My head was elsewhere. It's all I could think about. You know what I mean? My kids never got the best of me and things. And I just thought, what I'm what I fucking don't. I just don't enjoy this. You know what I mean? Don't I'm gonna that. see this out, and that's what made me mind up. I thought as soon as this is over. One way, whatever way, whatever the outcome, I'm done. You know what I mean? The fucking industry as a whole stinks. I can't wait to get out of it. And um, anyway, I won the case. I won the court case, three-day court case in London, Fleet Street. Won the wiped the floor with them. Wiped the floor with them in the in the review and, and what have you. Pissed it. And I just thought, that's me done. That's me done. I can't fucking carry on working in an industry like this when you when you know you've done a good job and you've still got to go through that yeah. whereas the big companies <clears throat> that wouldn't happen that wouldn't happen to a, a big mm. agency because they've got too many players that that club might need yeah yeah they need to they need to keep them big agencies sweet because they might you never know when they might need one of their players you know mm. what i mean and that's like disgrace, isn't it? it's a disgrace yeah but new chapter now and happy and wacky warehouse, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What's your food like? Because uh, do we have to eat on the way back? The, the, the food's very good, mate. To be honest, it's very good. It's not too far away either. To be um, but no, yeah, just as I say, said to me, Mrs. Three, I think it was three years ago. Let's just fucking set something up. That's just nothing to do with football. That we don't even have to think about football. So what if? What if one of the kids got to fifteen and they were offered him a YT? Yeah. Or a scholarship, whatever they are now. Yeah, you, you couldn't say, I, I would never say no. You know, it's, it would be me, me lad's choice. But if you ask me now, would I want one of my, my I've got three boys, If would, would, would I want one of them to become a, a player? I would say no. And it's mad because I look around now, Liverpool, fucking people are obsessed with the kids becoming players and living the fucking dream through the kids and 
you know, standing on touchlines, some of the fucking antics out of parents. And I just, I, I think if you only knew, you'd, you'd run a million miles away from it. What you want them to get into. What but you want like them to your, become. Your dad, for his experience, influenced your career path. Yeah. And your experiences again. Yeah. With your own kids. Yeah. Mm. Oh, what, look, what don't get do, me right? wrong. I wouldn't change it for the world because I've had some unbelievable times in my football career. But when you weigh it up, what you've got to sacrifice and what you've got to sort of, you know, go through, you know, rejection. Like, I've, I've suffered rejection time and time again, released, told you're not good enough. Like, imagine over the years what, what that does to you. You know, you've got to be a lunatic to play football, haven't you? <clears throat> Put yourself on a fucking platform week in, week out in front of thousands of people who, who are judging you. And can say what they want. I can mm. say what they want, especially yeah. this day and age with, you know, Twitter and Instagram and stuff. They've got a fucking free reign at you, haven't they? Uh, so you've got to be tapped in some way, shape or form. But I, I wouldn't change it. But if you'd ask me now, as a, as a father, would I want my kids to get into it? The answer would be no. And I love nothing more than watching my lads on a Sunday. It's fucking fun. Brilliant. It's my best part of my week. But if they were to go in full time and try and forge a career out, I'd be oh, mm. fucking hell. I suppose Just, you can always take solace as well when you go to Fridge and Wacky Wears. No, Sandra's not a shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. As it happens, it's in the ballpark. What's yeah. the problem? I was just going to say, we get that quite a bit. There's a fucking little dump in the uh, in the ball pool. Just not quite as big as Griff's. Sure, yeah, not like Griff, twelve inches somewhere. Not like Griff's torpedoes, mate. They've got minds of their own, then. Okay, now. Cheers for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Who was it that ran 50 metres, by the way? Enzonzi. Fucking brilliant as well, he was. Yeah. yeah. Class. Our best player, but just tossed it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 